What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. Welcome back to a special presentation of the Big Movie Boys podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bauman, and with me as always is Bob Liebel. Hello, everybody. That was a really, really long week in between episodes. <laughs> And Ben Stitch. What's going on, everybody? I have a question for you guys to start the podcast this week. Who can come closer to um, telling me when the last episode was released? Uh, I have no idea coming in. I'm looking at it now. I want Bob to guess first because I want him to have no ballpark for this. Last week, right? The, uh, <laughs> January 16th? Uh, no, I, my guess... Are you just looking up this week's date? So last week's date. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I don't know what today's date is. I, I forgot when we were recording. Um, my guess, though, for the last episode that we put out for real, this might sound stupid, it's not November, so it must be October 14th. Jeremy, your guess. I think it was released in the first week of September, maybe the end of August, something around there. Well, Bob is closer. Oh, wow, September was it? 27th. Oh, wow. it was late September. We never did a Halloween episode. That's what I was trying to figure out. And then I thought that we did. Jeremy and then I was like... Before we made him watch Hubie Halloween. That's again. what I was saying. I was like, when did Hubie Halloween come out? Did we watch that this year? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the podcast ended. We had our last episode. But we're back. And we're back in a big way. Because it is time yet again to conduct the Big Movie Boys Oscars. A.K.A. The Bimbos for the year of our Lord 2021. We did it last year. Not in person. They were not in person Is last that true? year. We were unvaxxed. Fuck me. Look at how far we've come. Wow. Last year we did it over Discord. We just still uh, suited up. We rented tuxes last year. We did the same thing again this year. Bob went above and beyond. He's wearing two tuxedos right now. Two tuxedos and a mustache. Yep. One of them is a Canadian tuxedo. One of them, and I have a mustache on my mustache too. <laughs> I have two mustaches. <laughs> So this is a pretty big event. I'm, I'm glad we're coming back once more to do it. However, we do have a little bit of a pre-show to get to before we get into the bimbos themselves. Any long time... <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot what this was. What did Bob do? I was confused. I was like, fucking pre-show, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> just went over it. I wasn't listening. I totally forgot. <laughs> Uh, long-time listeners of the podcast might remember, and that clearly doesn't include Bob, <laughs> that we did a movie draft last April? No fucking clue when we did this draft. Look that one up. <laughs> uh, basically what we did is we went through, we each picked six movies that were supposed to come out in the year of 2021, and we scored points for those movies based on its opening weekend box office. Uh, we each picked six, however, we were going to knock down our worst performing movie only our top five would count that was to accommodate if any movies got pushed into the next year or anything like that i have, I have a question you can you name all of your movies that you guessed i can't i had a quiet place space jam 2 we're gonna get into it in two <laughs> seconds if, if you want to know for sure i want to see if you can guess it i don't even remember you had spider-man that's all i know all that i need all right so 2021 is over we have the results for all the movies that we picked and to recap, in the order that we drafted, I had the first overall pick, and my team ended up with F9, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Eternals, 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Jungle Cruise, and Dune. My best performing movie was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. My worst movie was Jungle Cruise at 35 million. That one got cut. That one doesn't get added to my point total. F9, Eternal, Shang-Chi, all around 70 million. Ghostbusters and Dune, around 40 million. Pretty consistent performance overall. F9 at the 70 million is the one that I didn't know. But that, I didn't know that that was pulling like Marvel movie numbers. I'm surprised it's not 200 million. Just such a great movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife at 44 million is also surprising that it outdid Dune. Dune was on HBO Max. Fair. So that certainly was going to hurt the box office there. Uh, I had the first overall pick. I committed to the bit. I selected F9. You didn't commit. You wanted it. So <laughs> I wanted it. I think we were all going to draft it. Spider-Man may have been projected number one, but I said, nope, I'm going to put all my money on F9, and we'll see if it paid off. Bob was the next one. Oh, I don't like, I don't like that speed I'm seeing. <laughs> oh my god, but look at that top movie. Holy Bob's fuck. team included Spider-Man No Way Home, Venom Let There Be Carnage, Top Gun Maverick, Paw Patrol the movie, The Suicide Squad, and Jackass Forever. Bob's best performing movie was the best performing opening weekend of all movies in 2021, with Spider-Man at $260 million. He also had the second best performing movie with Venom, Let There Be Carnage at $90 million. Surprising. He also picked the only two movies to get delayed, <laughs> which were Top Gun... I still fucking win! Holy shit. Top Gun Maverick and Jackass Forever both got pushed into 2022. And then on top of that, you had the worst performing movie of all the ones that were drafted. Who could have guessed Paw Patrol the movie? <laughs> Would have only made $13 million. I don't like Suicide Squad with only the $26 million. That was one that I did feel good about at the time. Um, I just, I, I'm trying to do mental math real quick. I cannot. One of your strong suits. <laughs> everyone knows me and mental math were like paint butter jelly. Bob might win because of fucking Spider-Man, but he had th- four horrible choices. Could, but could you imagine if I had even one more movie on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm only going with four movies here. You guys are all going with five. And I don't even know. I might still win. I definitely didn't finish in last. No oh, fucking way. Find out. Ben's. The final team. He went with Space Jam, A wow, New Legacy. I just didn't go with Space Jam for my first pick. Black wow. Widow, A Quiet Place 2, No Time to Die, Boss Baby Family Business, and Halloween Kills. Your best performing movie was Black Widow at just over $80 million. And who could have guessed your worst performing movie would have been <laughs> Boss Baby Family Business at $16 million. I don't think my movies ended up to be Spider-Man just from looking at it. Our, our idea to take children's movies i remember when we were doing <laughs> it we're, we're like oh yeah man like you gotta take your kids to the movies like you, everybody has multiple kids they got multiple tickets like it's gonna fucking work and it did not <laughs> no it did not yeah you were uh fairly consistent outside of that though the rest of them kind of between 30 and 55 million but uh consistency doesn't <laughs> add up to <laughs> spider-man potentially so uh, a little fun fact, though. No Time to Die, you'll see, made $55,225,007. That's fun. So we have uh, all of them there. Bob, what's your mental math telling you? How are you feeling? Uh, about a billion is my guess. <laughs> all right. Well, the winner and biggest of the biggest movie boys for the entire year of 2021 is... Ah! Oh, damn, I fucking killed you guys. Oh, shit. Bob had a total of $389,525,534 between just four movies. Wow. That's the first challenge you ever won. Good thing it was the biggest box office movie of all time. This happened to be the one that picked. 
Can you like put in moments right now where I said throughout the podcast that I was going to win? You guys are all making fun of me for all the delays and the boss baby and whatever the fuck movie I picked. <laughs> and I said all I needed was Spider-Man. You kept saying it was going to get delayed. I came in second, 301 million. Uh, Spider-Man almost did make more than you, Ben. <laughs> and Ben made only 3 million more than Spider-Man at 263.5 million. That is kind of nuts when you think about how much money Spider-Man made. It's pretty Jesus. absurd. Uh, normally, when we do a Biggest Movie Boy Challenge, the loser has some sort of punishment. I thought we'd do something nice for whoever came in first place, and the prize for this uh, challenge, even though we didn't discuss it ahead of time, is if you have any outstanding punishment movies you haven't watched, <laughs> you can be absolved of those and not have to watch oh, cool. Geostorm. Cool, 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 thanks. If that applies to anyone here. Bob, so, you finally won. You finally won after all the guarantees, after all the, the promises to the fans. Wow. And the, and the podcast is over. <laughs> all it took was this thing to end for me to get my first win. That's actually the secret reason why I ended the podcast. I didn't want to reveal that Bob was going to win. The I movie thought it was going to be closer, honestly. I didn't know Spider-Man made. I didn't look up any of them once we finally stopped. I didn't look up any of them. I just saw that Spider-Man made a fuckload of money. Mental math wasn't working that day. I was like, well, wait a minute. How much did... Well, there you have it. The movie draft is over. Our longest, big, biggest movie boy challenge of over eight months. In the bag, and now... We can look back on the rest of 2021, thank you Ben, with this year's Biggest Movie Boy Oscars, aka the Bimbos, and we'll start with the tried and true category of best episode of the Big Movie Boys podcast. Our nominees include Two Towers Are Better Than One, The Best Movie of the 80s, Fasten Up for F9, We Finally Watched Rush Hour, 2021 Havesies, LeBron vs. MJ Debate Gets Settled, Divorce Dad Energy, and The End of an Era. Ben, it's like voting for your children. We've said it before. How did you narrow this one down? Yeah, this was t tough for me. I always liked like the the Habsies and Bimbo's ones. I feel like I have more fun. I can actually remember those ones better. Um, End of an Era was too sad for me, so I definitely didn't vote for that one. And we had, what, 11 people on the Academy this year, so that's who it's coming down to. It's not coming down to just us three and a unanimous decision here, but... That's a good point. We probably should mention that. Much like last year's Bimbo's, we did have our Academy of Boys vote on this one, so 11 people voted. We have the results here. If In the event of a tie, if there are any, then the three of us will have to duke it out and oh, figure it out. A shitload of times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I ended up going with the Havsies. I recently listened to it. Um, Bob does not like Bow Wow not responding to his DMs in that one. That was, I blocked that, was that a, piece of shit. That was a fun one to listen to. He'll come up later in this episode, but that's what <laughs> I ended up going with. I went with... See, this is the problem. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I picked the uh, We Finally Watched Rush Hour just because when, I was, when we, I was looking at the ballot and I saw the, the pictures... Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan with the gun to each other is just it just made me laugh. So I was like, oh yeah, I remember what we did on that episode. I fucking clicked it. What you chose in the Habsies one too, so you're consistent. I like Rush Hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, again, they're all all great, right? I mean, there's no wrong answer here in this round. Uh, I ended up voting for the Habsies as well. It was one I re-listened to fairly recently and laughed a lot at. Bob's got some classic lines in that one. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You can go back and listen to it if you want. Uh, also the LeBron versus MJ one, the where we just reviewed like five new movies in one episode, I liked a lot. And then of course, Fast Enough for F9 and Rush Hour, sparking a couple different series there were all great, as well as the 80s. I mean, there's no bad one here, but 
You want to list every single episode, Jerry? And you know, Two Towers Are Better Than One was the <laughs> one that I uh, re-recorded my energy, divorced dad, en- my energy, my side, uh, divorced dad energy. We finally launched wild. Mrs. Doubtfire. And then the end of an era, I agree, to said vote for. So the winner for the first bimbo, the best episode of the Big Movie Boys podcast is Fasten Up for F9, the one that started it all. It doesn't look like any of us voted for it, but I think we can all agree a pretty good episode. I'm fine with that. I'm okay. I'm okay with that one winning the first bimbo. Let's move on to the second bimbo of the evening. Yeah, next category for best trailer. I think I watched zero of these. Maybe maybe one. We got F9, the second trailer, not to be confused with the better one. The Many Saints of Newark. The Matrix Resurrections, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Snake Eyes, everyone loves Snake Eyes, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Bob, what do you got here? See, this one was easy for me. It was Snake Eyes because it was a horrible, horrible movie, but the trailer was so good. I remember me and Jeremy were sitting in the theater and we both looked at each other and we were like, no, 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 no. We saw the trailer like multiple times in like whatever movie we went to. They're still showing this trailer. Yeah. I've seen this trailer more than any other trailer in my life. Like we both looked at each other and we're like, holy fucking shit, that looks cool. And then we're like, it's probably going to suck though. But the trailer made me almost see the movie. No, I I almost did. did you say the movie sucked? I I don't know if it's even out. I just assume it sucks because it's a G.I. Joe movie. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying the trailer is so fucking cool that it made me almost watch a G.I. Joe movie. Which makes is a sign of the best trailer. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, Bob stole my answer entirely. There's only one trailer here that tricked me every single time I saw it to thinking, maybe I'll go watch that movie. Yep. But then the ra- rational part of my brain went, nope, that movie's going to suck. But every time I go see a movie in the theater, this trailer starts playing again. I hear, I'm on a new level. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm like, it's, it's cool. I'm going to go watch Snake Eyes. And then it, the trailer's over, the hype wears down, I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm not going to go watch they Snake have Eyes. They like a, like a violin remix of I'm on a New Level by ASAP Ferg, and it is exhilarating. Did, did I not see it? It had to have been. I think it's been shown in front of every single movie that I've seen this year, oh. including the movies that came out after Snake Eyes. Like, I, I, I swear if you went to a theater right now, they'd still be showing this trailer. For all I know, it didn't actually come out yet, but I, yeah, like I said, I don't I know just assumed it did. I, I went with Spider-Man because it was a sweet trailer, and it, I don't know if it convinced me to watch the movie. I probably was going to watch it either way, but wow, I really missed out on that Snake Eyes one, huh? We'll watch it after. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No way Snake Eyes wins. Well, we will see who wins best trailer. And our winner is Spider-Man No Way Home, so I was right. Bob, look at that pie chart. Snake Eyes down bad there. there there's something in my eyes. Are, every time this thing, I, I was looking for the winner on the right. I was like, wait, it's on the top. <laughs> Dude, my eyes are playing tricks on me right now. Spider-Man No Way Home, obviously. Great trailer. I was going to vote for that, but I love it. Uh, I was going to see that movie either way, though, so it yeah. didn't quite have the, yeah. uh, That's the power point. over me that the Snake Eyes trailer had, but a good trailer nonetheless. All right, next nominee is for, next category is for <laughs> best opening credits. Um, we have Black Widow, Succession, Marvel's What If, and The White Lotus. Jeremy, who do you got here? I think I know. Could be argued that I added this category just to try to give The White Lotus a, uh, a bimbo here. They're, the opening theme song for this show was my most binged song in my Spotify rap this year. That's sad. Embarrassing. 
It's a pretty good song, though. And this, along with Succession, which I've now caught up on in the last few weeks, both these shows do the thing I love a lot, where they have a great opening theme song, and then they just reincorporate it again and again in the show itself. And I think if you got a great theme, you should bring it back arguably too many times. I love it every time. Uh, but yeah, the White Lotus theme and music throughout it was pretty awesome. And hopefully enough people agree with me, even though I think Ben might be the only other person who watched this show. No, yeah, uh, White Lotus was great. Um, I I was between this and Succession, but I, I, um, I ended up going with White Lotus too because... It sticks in your head, like even now I'm thinking about it. It takes me a second to to think about the succession opening, whereas White Lotus, it's it's playing in my head constantly. But uh, and I know uh, succession will come up later in the in the show, and I, I gave votes to it later on, so uh, I went with White Lotus here. I think we we might be able to pull this one out. I think enough people might have listened to it. I went with Black Widow just because I really liked it. They had a nice little like slowed down, sad Nirvana song in the beginning. Thought it was pretty dope. I thought that the opening credits of Black Widow should have been the actual fucking movie, because what they were doing in the opening credits was better than the movie, I thought. Yeah, the little story they were telling in the credits was pretty good. Uh, so I voted for Black Widow. Good vote, too. Let's see who the winner was. Oh, we got our first oh, tie. Oh, <laughs> shit. We have our first tie between Black Widow and Succession. Uh, fun fact for everyone listening at home, this is also the only category that someone didn't vote in. That's all, fun. All the other ones have 11 votes. This one only has 10. <laughs> Someone opted out of this one. But that leaves us with a tie. Therefore, the three of us will have to break it down. Do we want Black Widow or Succession when best opening credits? Bob, are you going to double down on I'm your gonna, I'm going to double down on Black Widow. I did like that. Can we double down and say White Lotus and see if we can't get this thing back up? Unfortunately, the rules say that we can only vote on the ones that we're tied for. Fuck voted for Succession. Succession here. Well, I think uh, my brother watches it. Who the fuck did vote for Succession? <laughs> I thought he would have picked White Lotus. Did I vote for Succession? I don't know. <laughs> Wild uh, card. Well, I just sang the praises of Succession, but I'm going to vote for Black Widow. It. It's the only MCU movie with an intro uh, opening like credit scene. Usually they save that for like between the first like mid scene credit thing at the end, and uh, the cover of Nirvana is pretty dope, and they do kind of tell a cool story over the opening credits. So I'm gonna give it to Black Widow, and therefore Black Widow wins the bimbo for best opening credits. Congrats, Carjo. Naturally, we need to move on to best post credit scene. The nominees include Black Widow, Eternals, F9, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home, and The Suicide Squad. Ben, did you stick through the credits on all these movies to vote as uh, knowledgeably as possible? Considering I only saw three of them, definitely no. Uh, Ghostbusters, I would have walked out halfway through the, the movie itself. But uh, I think I voted for F9, but I can't remember because now I'm like, I think I really liked The Suicide Squad one. Well, I've no, I voted for F9, I don't remember what the post-credit scene was. I don't remember what the F9 post-credit scene was, um, but other than that, I've seen most of these except Ghostbusters, but I think what I went with was Eternals, because motherfucking Harry Styles is there. Is that the post-post one, or is that the post one? And, and do those, are those the same? Uh, I think for, it's, In terms uh, of this category. I think they're pretty much the same, it can be whatever, there's not strict rules. But, I am going with that one because Harry Styles I mean, you already is voted, so is it doesn't matter. <laughs> Pretty fucking cool if you ask It's a little me. late to start asking questions about uh, <laughs> what the categories are. Yeah, uh, I voted for F9. Uh, 
There were other good post-credit scenes as well. Can but... you explain the F9? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I might have voted for it. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Jason Statham is beating up a guy in a body in a boxing bag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, Han's alive. And then Han shows okay. up. Well, Han was alive the whole time, but he shows up, confront Jason Statham, who killed him in Fast and Furious Six, and again in several yeah, other yes. movies, and then he came back in this movie. Wait, is Han dead again? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one day. If you just look up and see that Mexican or that Japanese, yeah. wait, which one is it? Mexican, Mexican flag in the middle of Japan. Japan. <laughs> God damn it, Hans in Japan. Uh, that was a great movie, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's see what won best post credit scene. We have a tie. Yes. Wow. Yet again, between F9 and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm going to double down on F9, although I would say Shang-Chi probably would be my number two. And the best Marvel post credit scene, in my opinion, from this year. Who the fuck voted for Shang-Chi? Who the fuck voted for Shang-Chi? F9. You? After, after Jeremy filled me in on what actually happened in the post credit scene, it's F9. I guess, someone, I guess Bob did vote for Eternals, because there's one vote there. All right, I'm, I'm, we're going to make this a clean sweep, right? Because I'm going F9. Yeah, all right. Congratulations, Dom Toretto and Han and Jason Statham for this bimbo. It'll be coming wrapped in a Mexican flag. <laughs> All right, next category. The nominees are, or, yeah, <laughs> let me say the category. The best streaming service. That try, we always do this one. Uh, nominees are Apple TV+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, Paramount+, Plus, Peacock, and Prime Video. Bob, where were you leaning this time around? Um, this one was an easy one for me. It was HBO Max. I feel like this has the best stuff. I've seen the most things on HBO Max probably back in 2021. That's when I really got into it. So yeah, easy one, HBO Max. Yeah, there's a, there's eight nominees here, but I would argue there's probably only three contenders. Uh, I voted for HBO Max. I think we've been pretty pro HBO Max. I think it was probably the favorite coming in this year. I did, however, strongly consider Disney Plus after our first year of MCU shows. I didn't even think about that. Uh, sure. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I guess it's on there, right? Watch uh, The Star Wars shows, Book of Boba Fett's going on right now, as well as, uh, did Mando Season 2 come out last year? I don't no even idea. know. Couldn't even tell you. But ultimately, what Disney Plus lacks is what HBO Max has in spades, which is diversity in its catalog. Disney Plus is kind of a one-trick pony. Pretty much only go for MCU little bit of Star Wars, and HBO Max has a little bit of everything, and it's all pretty damn good. Yeah, I also went with HBO Max here. I think it's going to end up winning. Um, Netflix, back, I think the first time we ever did this, Netflix won. Last time, I think HBO Max won. But yeah, you just get more bang for your buck with this one. Netflix is just like, I think... I think a couple of years from now, it's really it's Netflix is like like water and gas. It just comes with like your stuff. Like you need it, you know. You need Netflix, and you're always gonna go back to it. But it's it's not even like their own. Con- like I'm watching Seinfeld on Netflix. Can I give them credit for that shit? HBO Max is all their own content, so yeah. I, I feel like that should matter too. It's it's clearly HBO Max. In all original movie. content for like series and stuff, and some movies. But then they also have a great catalog of movies that's always rotating. And this entire year, they had day and date releases for all their movies that came to theaters. I yeah. watched Dune, I watched Matrix Resurrections, I watched The Suicide Squad, all on HBO Max this year, past year. And what did you watch on Netflix? Nothing. Not much. 
they did add Zach Stone is going to be famous to Netflix. I, so I watched watch that. that. Yeah, and I feel like eventually I'll, I'll get Paramount Plus. I feel like that's the next one I'm going to get. Do you I see a lot that? of a lot of things that say on Paramount Plus, and I'm like, is that kind of want to watch Kingstown? that? No, that's East Bay. No, Mayor of Kingstown. I think Mayor of Easttown. I don't know what that is. But I do know what the winner of this category is. Wow. Fuck me. This was two, only two. Oh, this is me. Sorry. <laughs> Streaming service. The winner is HBO Max. Only two, uh, two responses in this. HBO Max and Netflix. So what is that, Jerry? Eight to three? Something like it. Yeah, God this damn. was a kind of a blowout. Spoiler, biggest blowout of any category. I thought Quibi might get a, a write-in vote here. I thought about it. I was certainly tempted. Bob, you want to give us our next category? Yep. Uh, the next category is the It's On My List category. Uh, the nominees are The French Dis... The fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the French Dispatch, uh, The Green Knight, King Richard, Landscapers, Last Night in Soho, Nightmare Alley, Succession, Season 3, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Who put Tick, Tick, Boom on this? There's a lot of Jeremy on this one. <laughs> What's that I, there's only one thing on here. Two things that I even like. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, so, who'd you go for here? Well, for context, this is all the stuff from last year that we missed but want to catch up on. Uh, so yes, I contributed several nominees to this category. Uh, ultimately, I picked The Green Knight. I was kind of going between that and Last Night in Soho. Uh, I have caught up on Succession Season 3 at this point. I will watch The French Dispatch and Nightmare, Nightmare Alley, and probably Landscapers as well at some point. But uh, I, my vote was for The Green Knight. Then who put Tick Tick Boom on here? Someone wanted to watch it. Bob, did you I, put I don't Tick even Tick know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh... I forget if I went with Succession just because I love the show, but it's it's not on my list because I've already finished it. I think I ended up going with Landscapers here based on uh, Bob's last-minute recommendation of it, and my dad, when it first came out, was like, we should watch Landscapers, and I go, I'm not fucking watching that show, and now I'm, now I'm more tempted to watch it. I have finished Landscapers this week, actually. Very, very good. Very, very Is good. Is it funny? Or- uh, no, not. It has some, it's mostly mystery, but it has, some, it's kind of like trippy. In a way, okay. It's got some funny moments, but they're not like really meant to be funny. I don't think it's sort of just like their awkwardness. I liked asking Bob for you know help with these nominees, and he gave me uh, the one thing he was watching currently. (laughs) 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 Whatever. Um, But I think what I went with here last night in Soho, I also really wanted to see King Richard. I will probably see at some point, but the one that I think is the biggest is Nightmare Alley because it's in theaters right now. It was filmed in Buffalo. I really want to see it. Every time I see a pre or a trailer for it, I'm just like fuck. I gotta see that. Like, I'm afraid it's not gonna be in theaters. I'm gonna miss it. All right, let's see what the people voted for. Goddamn. King Richard. It's like, yeah, King Richard takes home the bimbo for it's on my list. Wow. There's a pretty wide spread, but yeah, it looks like most people want to watch a movie that I'm pretty sure is available right now on HBO Max. Yeah, it is. It, Nothing stopping people. all these people. <laughs> all right. Odd enough, HBO Max won best streaming service as well. So you know these people have HBO Max. <laughs> will Smith will send you that bimbo. Congratulations. I'll send it to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we, uh, we move to a bit of a downer note. We're going with the worst of the year. 
The nominees include Eternals, The Last Blockbuster, Malcolm and Marie, Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Tomorrow War, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and The Woman in the Window. Ben, I hear you're very close to finishing Malcolm and Marie, but I'm not sure if that's what tops your worst of the year. That's what I don't, I don't really remember what I voted for here. I only, I, you know, I saw Malcolm and Marie a little bit, Space Jam and The Woman in the Window. I, I was in between Malcolm and Marie because I didn't finish it and The Woman in the Window because it was the worst thing ever. I wouldn't have finished Woman in the Window if we weren't doing it for the podcast. So I think I might have gone with that one, but Malcolm and Marie was so fucking bad. It took me 10 sittings just to get an hour and 20 minutes into this movie. And I... I don't think I finished it. I don't know how it ends. I couldn't tell you how it ends. Wow, Eternals is on here? Was it that bad? I didn't know it was yeah. bad. Surprisingly, it made, uh, I think, the bottom five in my list of all Marvel projects so far. Yeah, was I, not great. I think if I had to choose now, though, I'd, I'd go with Woman in the Window, because that movie fucking sucked. I will agree with you that Woman in the Window was truly, truly fucking horrible. Um, oh, Malcolm Marie, I know, is bad because you guys told me a hundred times, so I'm never going to watch that. Eternals was probably the most depressing Marvel movie because it was such a letdown. Um, and I don't think Space Jam should be on this list. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough. Um, and also, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, have not seen that movie. None but of I us have, have seen it. I, but I have a feeling if I were to watch it, I would get enjoyment out of it. Worst of that was the second highest grossing movie of the year. Because it made money, doesn't The first one made even more money. I, I, I saw think, the first one. It was I not good. I think that if I were to watch Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I would actually get enjoyment out of it a little bit. But I think you love Tom Hardy, though. I do. That's true. Um, but my vote was for Eternals just because of how much it let me down. Because of how good it should have been. They had a goddamn Academy Award-winning director. It was a Marvel property. Great cast. Yeah, amazing cast, and it fucking sh- was the worst fucking Marvel movie ever. Eh. <laughs> Maybe not. Recency bias hard. <laughs> worst Marvel movie ever made. Uh. My vote was kind of a throwaway because I knew no one else was going to join me on this one. I went with the last blockbuster. I think it was even more of a letdown than Eternals, just based on what the premise was and what the final product was. The last blockbuster had your hopes up? That's what you voted for? It should have just been a cool documentary. And it was 90 minutes of the most boring shit I've ever watched. Mm. Uh, I think Space Jam, A New Legacy, has a right to be on here. We're gonna. Bob already has ten copies of that. Shit. I love that movie. <laughs> I think how much potential it had and how good it could have been. It it might be up there with Eternals as far as how much of a disappointment it was. And then of course I'm I'm not gonna disagree that the woman in the window was not great either. So could have gone a couple different ways. I'm sure no one vote, voted the way I did. We might have our first seven way tie somehow. It's possible. Let's see what the Academy said. You motherfuckers. Fuck that. <laughs> the Academy said that Space Jam, A New Legacy, was the worst show or movie to come out this past year. Curious it was disappointing. Didn't Sheriff vote? Sheriff, our resident uh, Space Jam expert, voted. And, and nobody here voted for it. Yeah, but he hates fucking LeBron. He's a Jordan stan. Of course he voted for this. Well, that's, he probably, that's true. He was campaigning with the rest of the Academy to get this to be the winner. I can't say exactly what happened, but I can tell you the result. And LeBron. Your bimbo is on the way. That picture he posted recently of his like uh, trophies in front of his TV. Oh yeah. There's gonna be a bimbo there next time he posts that picture. Yes, <laughs> Worst movie, Space Jam. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our slightly negative note for the evening. Let's get back on a positive track. Ben, 
Let's hear our next category. Yeah, next category. Most anticipated show of this year. Uh, we got some good ones here. We got Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, which I think has a name. It now it has a name, The Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Pretty dumb name, if you ask me, Bob. Then we got The Boys Season 3, Invincible Season 2, Moon Knight, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Secret Invasion, in Stranger Things season four. Are you sure that comes out this year? Is that not 2023? Well, in fact, two of these nominees were on our most anticipated shows in last year's bimbos. They carry over because they didn't come out this year. Bob, what are you, where are you uh, heading with this one? This one's tough. It definitely fits the uh, the title category because I am anticipating all of these. I'm very excited. Um, I think I have to go with uh, Lord of the Rings or the Rings of Power just because I can't fucking wait for this to come out. And I'm super, super excited. Hope to God it's going to be good. Uh, but yeah, I, any one of these I am, I am very excited for, except the boys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jeremy, who do you got? Uh, I voted for the boys. Oh, pretty, <laughs> pretty excited for that one. Uh, I could have gone a couple different ways on this one. The trailer for Moon Knight hadn't dropped by the time I voted. Good trailer. The Moon Knight trailer may have convinced me to pick it because, damn, that was a sick trailer. But ultimately, I'm going to go with what I know probably going to be pretty damn good and that's the boys season three yeah i was between the boys and invincible which are two kind of comparable shows on amazon prime and uh, i ended up going with the boys because i knew bob would be coming at it in this episode and i wanted to give it some love and uh stranger things is my least anticipated show i'm not i'm not excited for season four really i just want i wish that show would have ended after season one just give me one season of You're gonna watch television. It, oh, I'm definitely going to watch That's what I'm it. saying. Like Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody forgets about this show and then everybody's going to have... Uh... Season three, the whole fucking plot was that guy was fucking Will's mom or one of the moms. I See, I don't remember anything that happened. I have to, I have to rewatch everything before they come out. Cause, like, when did that come out? 20, 2018, maybe? When was the last Stranger Things? 2018 sounds right to me. I'm not even making a joke. I'm pretty sure that it came out in like 18 season or 19. Season one was 2011. We were in seventh grade when that first season came out. Okay, so maybe I'm going to change I'm joking. it. Might be, I, I was going to say, it might be 2016, <laughs> man. Was I in high school? College? <laughs> Jeremy, what do you got? Did you go? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say, Bob? I don't the boys? I said the boys. And this was, I think this was my category, right? All right. Well, let's see what the Academy thought the most anticipated show was. Our winner is another tie. Wow. Oh, Fuck this. We got a tie between the boys and Stranger Things. People are going with the tried and true. These are the later seasons of uh, all the shows that were listed there. I'm going to double down on The Boys. I'm going to echo basically everything Ben said. I'm I'm, going to pick Stranger Things. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with The Boys. Well, there you have it. The Boys officially Bob endorsed. Somehow. Most anticipated show. I like it. yeah, Yeah, but there were so many other things there that I actually am excited for. I don't know how the one thing I haven't seen wins. No, No, I, I think I would like it. You like Invincible. It's the same fucking show, but with people. And better. I will watch this at some point. Psych. I'll never watch it because <laughs> I... I watch The Sopranos. You can fucking watch The Boys. That's true. If you watch The Sopranos, maybe I'll watch The Boys next year. After season three comes out. <laughs> All right. Well, Bob, why don't you give us our uh, next category here? Ah, the next category is most anticipated movie. The nominees are Avatar 2. The Batman, Jackass Forever, don't know how that got on there, uh, Lightyear, The Northman, also don't know how that got on there, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Wakanda Forever. Jeremy, 
Which one of these movies that you nominated are you going to pick? I'm excited for a bunch of these. The Batman looks dope. The Northman trailer was sick. We clearly, all saw it. Clearly Bob agrees. <laughs> uh, the picture I included for Thor Love and Thunder shows Chris Hemsworth with the largest biceps of any human ever. He's going to be playing Hulk Hogan in a Netflix biopic movie. I assume it filmed shortly after this because he looks fucking massive. But... My vote was for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I think the first Spider-Verse movie is one of my favorites of all time. I think they're only going to get better from here. Calling it now, there's no way it can disappoint. So that's what I went for. Absolutely horrible of you to choose that. Uh, I just want to say Lightyear. I know all the jokes about the cop. Uh, he looks like a cop in it. I'm actually kind of excited about that movie because why the fuck not? And uh, this one was the easiest one out of any of them for me because the Batman, friend of the show, Robert Pattinson, I had to give it to him. It's hard to vote against Robert Pattinson, I'll give you that. Bob, what were you thinking? As you slug your beard. <laughs> um, This one was tough, but also easy for me. I went through all of them. Also <laughs> <laughs> medium hard. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm excited for a lot of them. Like, Lightyear, I think, is actually going to end up being really, really fucking cool. You know, when we do the 2022 bimbos next year, I have a feeling Lightyear is going to be, like, a popular one. Avatar 2, if you're just looking off of the, the title category, Anticipation. Yeah, it's I mean, six years, ten 15 years. years. <laughs> 10 years in the making of Anticipation there. Same people in that movie? I have no idea. <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, but I went with, ultimately, I went with the Batman, just because, friend of the show... I, uh, I'm anticipating this because it looks like it's either going to be really, really fucking good or it's going to disappoint. That's I it's the longest uh, comic book movie of Three all hours, the shy of it, 258, 255, something like that. I mean, in the trailers, it looks incredible, but it's one of those things where it looks so good, you're like, oh, they're going to fuck it. Some, somehow they're going to fuck it up, you know? Like, it's one of those things. It's uh, rated uh, PG-13, which I'm not a fan of, I think. No, give me R all day. That's what I think DC, the only way they're going to actually do well and make good movies because all their fucking PG-13 ones aren't good. Think about the, the good DC movies. Joker, Suicide Squad. Joker, Suicide Squad, the motherfucking Zack Snyder Justice League. Those are all the DC movies that I actually all fucking are. like. They're all R. And they made it like a noir film. You, I don't know how that's not This screams like it's going to be rated R. Like you watch the trailer and you're like, yeah, that's going to be a rated R movie. And then you find out it's fucking PG-13. Whatever. Still anticipating it. Yeah, maybe that's what they're going for. I'm gonna, I can't wait to see this thing. I'm so fucking excited for it. So that's my, my vote. All right, well, let's see. I'm calling it now. A guaranteed victory for this category. I, I'm going to agree. Let's see. The Academy said the most anticipated movie was, oh, in yeah. fact, The Batman. It's coming out soon. You don't have to wait too long. March? As far as, as far as anticipation is concerned, don't have to anticipate much longer. This might be the first movie coming out in that list. I can't believe Thor got multiple votes. I know that one person that I happen to live with voted for Thor Love and Thunder because of those said biceps in that picture. It was a very convincing photo. <laughs> All right. Oh, did Northman get any? <laughs> uh, I didn't vote for it, so I don't think so. But it's going to be a good movie. Director of the Lighthouse. I still got like twenty minutes left in that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our next category is the best remake, reboot, or other rehashing of an existing property. And I have a little bit of context for all our nominees in this category. So they include Dune which is a re-adaptation of the Dune books. The original movie came out in 1984 by David Lynch. Now we have the Denis Villeneuve, however you say his last name, version, which is pretty good. Ghostbusters Afterlife is kind of a sequel reboot, 
and if you like dive into the lore, it pretty much only is a sequel to the first movie. They kind of ignore the second movie, and then they completely ignore the other reboot from 2016 as well. So, Many Saints of Newark, obviously a prequel movie to the Sopranos series that stopped airing in 2007. Matrix Resurrection is a direct sequel, but it's also like a meta-commentary about nostalgia and reboots, and it's the first Matrix movie since Reloaded and Revolutions came out in 2003. Then, of course, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, a sequel series, also kind of a reboot. Mighty Ducks came out in 92. Ben, do they reference D2 and D3, or do they only pretend like the first movie happened? No, they, re- they reference it. They reference all the movies? I don't know if they reference it, but they're, they're in the same universe. Okay. They exist. Fair enough. Bombay's knees are fucked. He's still a drinker. <laughs> then we got Space Jam A New Legacy, which was just a remake of the original Space Jam slash a crossover of every Warner Brothers property slash I don't think the movie's entirely sure if the original Space Jam happened or not. Yeah, it was I'm, kind of inconsistent. I'm thinking about Space Jam again. That was a really bad movie. I think it, had, I think it deserved to maybe uh, take home the worst movie. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home reincorporated two decades worth of two different live-action Spider-Man franchises. The Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire movies came out between 02 and 07. The Mark Webb, Andrew Garfield movies came out in 2012 and 2014 reincorporated into this 2021 movie as well as kind of being a jumping off point for the next phase of the MCU. Uh, The Suicide Squad, a reboot of the 2016 Suicide Squad movie. Semi-sequel, kind of referencing stuff that happened previously, kind of tied into whatever remains of the DCEU. And then finally, the last one is Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is a director's cut, but they went back and spent like another $30 and reshot a bunch of the movie. So that Zack Snyder's final vision could be fulfilled, which is kind of a unique situation I'm not sure we've seen before. So that's the context provided for all the nominees in this category. With that in mind, what did you end up voting for, Ben? Yeah, this one was an extremely tough category for me. I really enjoyed the movie Dune, um, and I think I will like Many Saints of Newark. I just finished The Sopranos recently, so I, I want to let that breathe a little before I watch the movie. And then, uh, obviously, Mighty Ducks is just close, close to my heart. It's just, it's my baby. And uh, but I didn't go with it. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I went with Spider-Man No Way Home because, just out of all of them, um, a little nostalgia with the, um, the first like Tobey Maguire movies. I don't give a shit about the Andrew Garfield movies, but like seeing uh, the Green Green Goblin come back, that was that was pretty fucking sweet. So basically, uh, I'm voting for this because of Willem Dafoe. That's 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 what I went with, Bob. See, for me, I didn't pick Spider-Man. I, this was, I think, the best one, just because I know the uh, the title kind of has like a lot of different ways that it... Yeah, Jeremy just wanted to throw a shitload of movies in here. But for some reason, I, the way I look at it, I don't look at like them bringing back those characters. I just like, it's the multiverse. Those characters have always been there. You know, That's, yeah, that's, that's the right. way I look at it. So and it's just I, another movie in, this, in the series, basically? Yeah, that, that's so. the way I, I would look at it. And, you know, it leaves the door open for similar things happening with, you know other stuff x-men or something like that yeah i think that's how we're going to see that stuff incorporated which then again i will just consider it's just part of the mcu it's always always there it's just multiverse i didn't see like john krasinski is supposed to be like uh i forgot who he's supposed to be mr mr fantastic Fantastic. oh yeah it's been like fan casted for like the last five years though but uh the suicide squad also i don't i don't know i i wanted to vote for that and the many saints in newark i also really really like those are kind of like the three i was looking okay, at but you went with mighty ducks but i did go with mighty ducks yeah, i'm not even joking i went with mighty ducks game changers yes. i couldn't decide 
I couldn't decide. And I couldn't decide go with the best product on I, the screen. The reason I picked it is because I think of like two of my favorite things we've done on this podcast is Jeremy's recaps of F9. And then the fucking recaps of Mighty Dogs Game Changers, because every week I felt like I was actually watching the fucking show. I feel like I know everything that happens in this show. That was one of my favorite things you did on the podcast. It's our first time back. I went with Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I hope that wins. Me too. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't vote for it, unfortunately. Uh, with the context of remakes, reboots, and all that good stuff, I went with what I thought was kind of the coolest and most unique approach to that, which was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Something we've never really seen before. We've never had a big blockbuster, big budget movie. They go back, add another thirty million to the budget, let the original director fulfill his vision, and then just release it on HBO Max, a full four hour cut. Pretty wild. We watched that movie, right? We did. How many sittings did it take you? <laughs> At least three, right? I think it might three or four. <laughs> uh so because it was like such a unique situation and it ended up being a better version of the movie. And I, I enjoyed it, you know, fairly well. Uh, that's what I ended up voting for. But let's see what the Academy ended up voting for, for best remake, reboot, or other rehashing of an existing property. The Bimbo winner. Yes, we have our first four-way tie. We have a four-way tie. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Yes, let's go. We have a four-way tie between Dune, The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Are we all just going to double down? No, Jeremy. Give your vote first. Are you doubling down? I'll vote for The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. That's odd, because I will also vote for The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. And I have to make up for my... Uh, obvious error by voting for spider-man the first time around the mighty ducks you're getting your bimbo your well-deserved bimbo we're like gilmore in gordon bombay it's in the mail uh, the one down part about this is gordon bombay won't be in season two because he refuses to get vaccinated he's a true american bob hey gordon bombay refuses to get vaccinated that's the least surprising news alcohol yeah covid's not getting in that body dude there's so much liquor in there Gordon Bombay is a guy who cares about what goes into his body, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Alright, well congratulations, Mighty Ducks. A well-deserved victory. I think we can all agree on that. I was gonna buy alcohol if he's not able to get into the fucking Disney Channel original movie over here. Or Disney Plus. <laughs> it's a Disney Channel. I shouldn't have this one. Uh, yeah, this one makes sense for me to be having. Uh, have Jeremy fucking read it. No, he's You're two in a row. This is your fucking category. What? Nah, I'm doing it. Yeah, we have our best category here. We got best time to be alive, best MCU entry. Me and Bob really pushed for this one. Jeremy didn't think it should be a category, but we, we made him put it in here. We got Black Widow, Eternals, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Loki Season 1, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home, WandaVision, and What If, dot, 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 question mark, what Season 1. If? Bob, what did you go with? I'm thinking about it. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it was either Spider-Man No Way Home or WandaVision. And I'm pretty sure I went with Spider-Man No Way Home. But WandaVision is pretty, pretty fucking dope. But uh, yeah, all these are pretty great, except for What If. But uh, yeah, Spider-Man just really takes the cake. All $260 million of it. Bob just called Eternals great. Mark, mark that down at home. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty much going to agree with Bob. I think Spider-Man was the best movie of the year. Shang-Chi was also pretty great, though. And WandaVision was probably the best show, although I could make an argument for Hawkeye as well. Uh, but ultimately, I went with Spider-Man No Way Home in this category. But 
what a time to be alive it is. Yeah, I wish I wouldn't have voted for this one looking back, but I went, I've only seen two of these things. I went with Spider-Man No Way Home. I got to think this, this might be a clean sweep if I'm being honest. So was the other one WandaVision that you saw, Ben? Yeah, WandaVision. Any of these other ones interest you? You going to go back? They're all on Disney Plus now. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what the Academy said. Well, we did get Spider-Man No Way Home, but we it was a closer race than I would have thought. Hawkeye uh, tried to to make a push. Who for the it. fuck was voting for Hawkeye? That's division. <laughs> Hawkeye got no votes. Oh, those are well, those two. Those are two shades of green, Jeremy. I can't fucking tell the difference. That's forest green and and olive green. Yeah, that was close, but uh, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home gets it. I think that was uh, predictable, if if you asked me. But well deserved at the same time. All right, all right. On on to the next category. It is for best actor, and the nominees are Bow Wow, F nine. <laughs> Don't even bother. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, Riders of Justice. That's Murray, a, not a difficult last name to say. How do you say it? Mickelson. No, just like it's spelled. There's too many K's and L's in that. Anyway, he's not winning. Uh, Murray Bartlett, the white <laughs> Bartlett. <laughs> Guys, my contacts are blurry. I can't fucking read right now. Uh, the White Lotus actor. I'm sure he'll win too. Uh, Nicholas Cage in Pig. <laughs> oh Young Sue, Squid Game. Tom Holland, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Vin Diesel, F9, and Willem Dafoe, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Jeremy, who do you got? This was a tough one. Uh, a lot of nominees that I threw on here that Baba so graciously pointed out. Mads Mikkelsen was great in Riders of Justice. Nicolas Cage was great in Pig. Murray Bartlett stood out among many great performances in The White Lotus. Uh, there appears to be a typo. I see Vin Diesel listed here. I think uh, I meant to write Dom Toretto. I don't remember Vin Diesel Mark being Sinclair, in that actually. <laughs> is what you meant. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I didn't vote for any of the ones I made sure were nominated in this list. I'm pretty sure I went with Oh Young Soo in Squid Game. Basically that episode 6, is that the one with the marbles? Pretty much got him my vote here. Um, but I could have gone a couple different ways, so we'll see what the Academy had to say. Uh, yeah, this one was actually tough for me. I obviously wanted to go with the best performance, which was obviously Bow Wow. I just didn't think he was in enough of the movie, so I ended up not going with Bow Wow. If he would have just been in like three, four more minutes, he probably probably takes this one home. I ended up going with Murray Bartlett because, yeah, I think White Lotus was my favorite thing out of everything on here. So, and uh, he, he really committed for this one. <laughs> for people who don't, no, I won't spoil it, but he, he really commits in his role in this one, and I, I gotta give it to him. Uh, my vote is for Bow Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Bow Wow, he's blocked. Gotta do it, though. Gotta do it. I, I, I don't, I, so what if we have our, our, you know, we have some problems, me and Bow Wow. It's well documented. <laughs> sometimes me and him get into it, sometimes we don't agree on things, but you know what? I can't deny a good performance. I can't deny a bimbo to the best actor, probably alive. So, you know what, Bow Wow, we'll send you the bimbo if you respond to my fucking DM, you piece of shit. Perfect. I'm glad we can close the book on the Bob v. Bow Wow beef that has been started. All right. 
Let's see what the Academy had to say for Best Actor. The winner, Willem Dafoe, although it was quite split. What the fuck? I gotta say no. I thought it was gonna be Tom Holland. I I think this is very, very good as well, but I thought it was gonna be Tom Holland. He's the supporting actor of the movie. But he steals the show in every scene he's in. There's no denying that. He is really good in this. I can live with this. Can't believe Bow Wow got two votes. Can't believe Bow Wow got. I wish I would have voted for Bow Wow. Who the fuck else voted for Bow Wow? I I did send it to Bow Wow in his DM, so he must have responded to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. (laughs) All right. Well, as you probably could have guessed, our next category is Best Actress. Nominees include Alexandra Daddario in The White Lotus, Florence Pugh in Black Widow, Haley Steinfeld in Hawkeye. Jung Hoyen in Squid Game, Kate Winslet in Mare of Easttown, Catherine Hahn in WandaVision, Michelle Rodriguez in F9, and Zendaya in Spider-Man No Way Home. Ben, how did you approach the Best Actress category? Holy shit. Oh no, I didn't see all of these. Wow, that was tough for me. Two of them I haven't seen, so... Um... Yeah, I wanted to go with the White Lotus again, but uh, just couldn't give it to her based on looks. Uh, I ended up going with Kate Winslet because uh, Mayor of Easttown is probably just another mystery show, if not for Kate Winslet being really good in it. That was between her and uh, Catherine Hahn on this one, if I'm being real, because Catherine Hahn also made WandaVision bearable for me, and I'm not a big Marvel guy, but I, I went with Kate Winslet because I don't want to vote for anything MCU, really. Yeah, the three uh, MCU actresses i really like on here the fourth uh Haley seinfeld i could do without um <laughs> everything ben said about Catherine hahn is true i really like Lawrence Pugh in literally everything she's in and zendaya is probably like the coolest actress on this entire thing like plays the coolest possibly role on the planet possibly in yeah possibly on the planet loved uh, her in malcolm and marie yep we are well documented loving her but i also went with mary town because i just i really thought it was fucking good really thought it was fucking wow, awesome i'm stunned with that yeah one. no I, I i really i mean it's not so much i don't know if it's so much her performance which is really really fucking good i was just looking at it and i'm just like she was the star of the show and it was really fucking good everyone else really isn't the star uh, maybe florence Pugh is. i didn't watch no Cordo, but she's the her and Scarlett Johansson. Maybe that's the reason I picked it, because when I just look at this, I'm just like, she. it was her Zendaya, really. You can't even really think of anyone else in Mary Someone you, th- like, deep down think about it. Obviously, the guy from The Office is in it, but... It's the it was just fucking... It was just fucking good. It was just really fucking good. And, and she carried it. Yeah. That's double shocking, because I didn't even know Bob watched Mary <laughs> Beast. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, did you watch it? Yeah. I think I watched it before you. I think I told you to watch it. That's not fucking true. I told you to watch it. We'll roll back the tapes. I'll find it. I'll insert it. Uh, You guys make a lot of great points. I think there's eight great actresses on this list. Unfortunately for seven of them, though, they have the distinct disadvantage of not being Haley Steinfeld. Oh, my God. Jeremy just has a poster up here on his uh, bedroom wall. It's not true. (laughs) Or I should say studio wall. Thank you. We are in studio. Uh, So, yeah, my vote was for Haley Steinfeld. Pretty much stole the show. Was she actually good in it, or are you just attracted yeah, to her? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like her. She was good. Let's see what the Academy thought as far as Best Actress. The winner is a tie between Florence Pugh and Kate Winslet. 
Uh, let me double. No, Haley Seinfeld did not get enough votes to tie. It would oh, appear. Uh, so I'm gonna have to change my vote here. This is tough. I could go either way. I think I'm gonna give it to Kate Winslet though, only because Lawrence Pugh's accent a little bit varied, not only in Black Widow but also when she comes into Hawkeye. Not the most consistent Russian accent, so that's gonna dock her just one point and give my vote to Kate Winslet. Okay, if this is midsummer, we're having a different conversation, but I'm giving it to Kate Winslet because I'm I'm doubling down. Yeah, Florence Pugh, probably my actually favorite actress out right now, but when her and Black Widow compared to Kate Winslet and Mary Town, no-brainer, Kate Winslet. There you go. Congratulations, Kate Winslet. Katie, that'll be sent to you soon. Next up, uh, we got Best Comedy Special. We got The Closer, Dave Chappelle. Is that the one where he's super transphobic, apparently? Yeah, we haven't really had an opportunity to talk about this one, which is the only reason it's even nominated. Jeremy nominated it. I never watched it. I'm, I never ended up watching it. Uh, I, I didn't it was watch super it. controversial, but uh, yeah. It was doo-doo. Oh, was it good? Uh, not only was it like super transphobic, which obviously like makes it bad on its own, but it also wasn't funny. funny. And he's, he's probably my favorite comedian. Uh, I love disgraced comedians. I don't know if Dave Chappelle meets the disgrace. I'm joking with that one. But Louis C.K. was my favorite before him. Uh, next up on the uh, nominees is uh, the greatest average American, Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze. It's Bargatze. It's a type. Yeah, thank you. That I knew that. Inside by Bo Burnham. Jeremy, who'd you vote for? And then regular person Theo Vaughn. In the stand-up season three, episode five, Dusty Slay. You know, I watched uh, one episode of the stand-ups. It was the first one. It was actually really fucking funny. I got to finish this. Apparently, Dusty Slay kills it. <laughs> Bob, where did you go with this? So, I'll, I pulled a Jeremy here. This is my nominee. Um, I haven't seen every episode of the stand-ups. Is pulling a Jeremy <laughs> nominating entries for the category? Yes. <laughs> Nominating stuff that nobody else has seen. Um, I I put this on. The stand-ups is is really cool on Netflix because they're all half-hour specials, easy to get all through. Solid, like I, I watched the first one. Like I said, I have not made it to Dusty. I've only seen. He's actually, I think, the last one on there. Okay. Uh, I've seen so recency. I've seen like three or four of them, and they're all pretty funny. But his is by far my favorite. That's I, where I actually found Nate Bargatze. Oh shit! Okay, he was in uh, season one. I have not seen his yet, but I will definitely his, check it out. Spoiler: His thirty-minute stand-up for the stand-ups is better than his hour special that's nominated yeah. here. I almost think the half-hour thing, like when I was watching it, I'm just like, this is better because it's easier to get through. I feel like it's only their best shit. So uh, yeah, this was a high recommend, but I uh, definitely voted for Dusty Slay here. I get why you have to tour with an hour because who's coming out to see a half-hour show? But for in terms of like watching on TV, the half-hour is great because you get their great. best thirty minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I ended up watching the Dusty Slay, and it was pretty damn funny. I would uh, echo the recommendation there. Obviously, I voted for Bo Burnham inside, to nobody's surprise. But uh, I did watch The Greatest Average American, Nate Bargatze. As I said, though, I don't think it was as good as his 30-minute special in uh, season one of the stand-up, so I'd recommend that one over it. And uh, yeah, don't watch The Closer. It was pretty garbo. Theo Vaughn, though? Is that one good? Didn't watch it. Bob? No, but I, I, I've I seen him like in other stuff before, and I thought I thought he was funny, but so I can't fully remember. This one? I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. You got 
guys were the ones making the nominations. Jeremy had the fucking PowerPoint. What do you mean who nominated it? I didn't nominate it. Yeah, I also went with Bo Burnham. Uh, Jeremy brought me over to the dark side on this one. I'm sorry, Bob. Um, I loved Inside. It. Yeah, I, you never have to. At this point, it's too late anyways. Um, this is my most listened to, I think, album of the year was Inside. But uh, So best songs of the year, if we're going to. That's not one of the categories. But we'll see. I don't think Bo Burnham would have won, but we'll, we'll see here, right? Right, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the PowerPoint's over. We won't. Let's see who the Academy voted for. The winner is Inside by Bo Burnham. Bob, I'm sorry. We had to uh, do it to you. Nobody's surprised. I think that I got a couple people to vote for this. Just Who else voted for Dusty Slay? <laughs> probably, probably my girlfriend, the person I watched it with. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right, next category is the best documentary. And the nominees are Alan V. Farrow, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, Hard Knocks, In Season, The Indianapolis Colts, Harry Potter, 20th Anniversary, Return to Hogwarts, Into the Storm, and Tiger King 2. Jeremy, who do you have for best documentary? I've only seen one of them. It's the one that got in on a technicality, since it technically... Uh came out on the first of this year but the uh return to hogwarts was pretty awesome i liked it a lot and uh none of the other ones really did anything for me or convinced me to watch them so easy vote for me there this one was really tough for me considering i haven't seen any of them um you know i almost would have voted for the colts if they made the fucking playoffs but would have been cool suck so, would have been really uh, cool i watched 10 minutes of tiger king and turned it off so because it was horrible Hogwarts is on my list. Wasn't in that category. I went with Alan V. Farrell just because Bob had said it was good. Yeah, that's that's literally all I went off of. Yeah, I remember when Bob said it was good too. Bob, so, how was it? I have seen the first two episodes of Alan V. Farrow. It might be like eight or nine. Uh, I I don't know. I haven't seen them. But this was very very. Alan V. Farrow was so captivating for about two weeks. But I never finished it. Um, so that's going to get my second place vote. Uh, Hard Knocks, like Ben said, probably wouldn't cool if the Colts made the playoffs. It's cool that they finally did it when they were in season. I've seen a couple seasons of Hard Knocks. Whenever it's a team I want to watch. Like I think when the Browns were on, I watched Browns it. This is great. This year was the Cowboys. I don't want to fucking watch the Cowboys. You know? I even told you it was the Cowboys. Le yeah, I think maybe the year before. But anyway, Hard Knocks with Colts. That's so cool to do it in season. I don't know who the fuck's going to sign on for something like that. I couldn't imagine the distraction that that would be. But uh, they sucked. They lost to the Jags in last week and didn't make the playoffs, so I cannot win off of that. Tiger King 2, Joe Exotic, hope he's doing well in jail. Um, unfortunately, buddy, you're not going to have any money when you come out because I don't think Tiger King 2 did very good. Uh, I don't know what Into the Storm even is. You Into the Storm, so maybe that's why. I, I definitely didn't read that. I thought that was the dot. I got those two things mixed up. <laughs> Yikes. Um, and the Billie Eilish documentary, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm playing those, paying those guys a fucking fortune, so I probably should watch it. Uh, <laughs> my vote is for Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> my vote is for Harry Potter. Uh, I watched this, like, a week after it came out, and it was really fucking cool. Uh, my only regret is that I just wish there was more of it. Like, I wish there was... Just, I wish this was as long as Alan B. Farrow was. <laughs> So you could only watch two-eighths of it? <laughs> no, but Harry Potter, this thing was sick. Alright, well let's see if the Academy agreed. 
Harry fucking Potter wins best documentary. We did a little uh releases datus spell and uh got it in on a technicality, but that's all right. Who the fuck cares? We'll make it work. Our next category: best limited series. Usually a tough one. The nominees this year included The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Landscapers, Mare of Easttown, Midnight Mass, The Premise, WandaVision, and The White Lotus. Ben, what did you consider the best limited series? Yeah, this one, uh, this one was actually kind of tough for me. Um, what did I go with here? Uh, I, I watched Midnight Mass, didn't love it. A little too dark for me. Premise, I'm like halfway through. I do love BJ Novak. Good Twitter follow, too. Shout out BJ, I know he's listening. Um, Mayor of Easttown was really good. I think I went with White Lotus here. I think White Lotus edged it out over WandaVision and Mayor of Easttown for me. Yeah, I, I couldn't vote for MCU. That just wasn't going to happen. So even if WandaVision was my favorite, it wasn't getting my vote. Bob, where'd you go? Super tough for me because Landscapers, which I just finished, Mayor of Easttown and WandaVision were like, this is, you know, three horse race for me right now. It's really, really close. Really hard to say. My recency bias had me pushing for landscapers because I really, really liked that. But Maravistown also, as you know earlier, I, t- I sung, sung the praises of Kate Winslet. But WandaVision got my vote because I haven't had a TV experience like that in many, many years. This is the only MCU uh, you know, limited series that I actually watched each day when it came out and I was looking forward to it every fucking week and it was it was cool it was literally like i've never seen anything like it before i am on record as saying that i really like wandavision so that got my vote jeremy what about you it was also a three horse race for me but it was between hawkeye. midnight mass wandavision and the white lotus although wow. the cast of hawkeye really elevated that <laughs> one as well uh i really liked midnight mass i think it might be my favorite uh mike flanagan really netflix halloween series so my far favorite well look at that interesting uh, WandaVision was pretty awesome. The first MCU show, probably the best one to date, although a case could be made for Hawkeye and the cast of Hawkeye. Uh, but ultimately, the best limited series of this year and of all time, in my opinion, is The White Lotus. Top to bottom, I think every single element of this show is perfect. I have no notes. I think it was made exactly for me. All right, let's see how the Academy voted for best limited series. We have a three-way tie. Yes. As it should be. Between uh, I mean, Mayor of Easttown, WandaVision, and The White Lotus. The three favorites. That's going to be tough. I'm going to double down on The White Lotus. Bob, you go. I'm going to go Mayor of Easttown. Hmm. Mayor of Easttown was really good. Am I going to change my vote? I went with, I was going to say WandaVision, but we just got another three-way tie. Because I thought... Oh no no we would have got you would have went with White Lotus. No, so I, I went, with, went with Mare of Easttown. <laughs> I went with Mare of Easttown to make it interesting because I know you like both of these. So sadly, Bob, I'm going to have to go with White Lotus. I have to double down. This one's a more fun show. This one feels like a personal victory. Congrats, Jared. You put it on every fucking not every category. <laughs> as I should, as I should. It was really good and everyone should watch it. Alright, we're getting into our last two categories. We're going to have some honorable mentions for these two. Ben, give us our penultimate category here. Yeah, we got best TV show for our second last category. Honorable mentions. Dave, season two. Who watched that one? Uh, the other two, season two. Rick and Morty, season five. 
and Ted Lasso season two. Ted Lasso could have been on the uh, what was the category the I missed would have I, I it's on my list or whatever. Yeah, I'm giving I'm paying Jason Sudeikis's fucking salary with my goddamn <laughs> Apple TV subscription that I've had since Five the beginning. Fuck off! Oh my god, I've been paying that guy so much money. Yeah, I like I, I like uh, besides Dave here, these are some pretty strong shows. So it's uh, question. Obviously, me and Ben, we did vote. We don't. I don't remember. I'm going to assume you don't either. I, yeah, we don't remember what, what made the actual list, but out of these four, oh, what, uh, what, would you, what would you put through to the actual ballot? I'm going to say Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, I like the other two, was really good, but Rick and Morty's just like, I'm going to binge that for like the rest of my life. Probably. I'd agree. I watched Dave season two, started pretty I know weak. It's on there. <laughs> <laughs> started pretty weak, ended pretty strong. The other two was, I watched both seasons this year, and that was a new show to me entirely. Rick and Morty season five was pretty good. At last, so didn't watch the second season. Watch the first though; it's good enough. It's on my list. Well, uh, let's get into the real nominees here. Yeah, the real nominees. I think you should leave season two, Invincible season one, Loki season one, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers season one. Of course, had to be on there. Only Murders in the Building season one, Squid Game season one, and Succession season three. Bob. Where did you land on this very strong category? For me, this one actually, now that I look at it, the honorable mentions were better. Um, <laughs> I voted for I Think You Should Leave Season 2. I did. It was between that and Invincible. I also looked at uh, Loki. My previous votes for Mighty Ducks Game Changers might make you think otherwise. Uh, but I went with I Think You Should Leave because that might have been the funniest fucking show I have ever seen. And I can't disagree with that. Yeah. I think if I had seen Squid Game, I might have went for it, but, you know, I fucking didn't. So it was, I think you should leave. Uh, I was between, I think you should leave, and Squid Game myself. I had not seen Succession Season 3 at the time of voting. Uh, Damn shame. Ultimately, I went with, I think you should leave Season 2. My justification being that it was solid from start to end, whereas Squid Game ended on kind of a lower note, although it was very good. Uh, throughout most of it and I ended up going as a squid game guard for Halloween very much enjoyed squid game I think I think I think that I think you should leave season two was a step up from season one it was still one of the most quoted shows of like my entire life at this point I love seeing like tweets and memes that came out of this season so I feel pretty pretty good about that vote I think you should leave season two has got to be 33% of my Twitter feed. It's it's all the memes I see basically. Uh this one while it's a stacked category was also my easiest choice cuz Succession is my favorite show of possibly all time. So I really thought you were about to say Mighty Ducks Game Changers. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I wanted to for the joke, I couldn't do it. I think it Bob, I think if you watched Succession, and Jeremy, if you had watched it already, I think you would have voted for it. You uh, guys are killing me with Succession because I have uh, Game of Thrones next on my TV show. I, I just finished The Wire, which I will recommend to you after the podcast. Uh, but I was... Go Succession. I don't. I think Thrones. I fucking might. because Catch up with us so we can watch season four together when it comes I'm out. I'm so conflicted. I'm so conflicted. But uh, yeah. Well, let's see what we got here. For the record, I probably would have voted for Succession Thank had you. I seen it. I appreciate it. that. The Academy said. And our winner is, even without the votes from you two, Succession Season 3. 
That was close. Wow. I'm surprised because Liz voted, right, in this pop? I'm surprised I think you should leave didn't get the third vote it needed. Yeah, she loves that show as well. She might have accidentally voted for Succession. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Succession is probably objectively the best it's one here. <laughs> to be in the same category as Mighty Ducks Game Changers. No wonder we don't do this show anymore. <laughs> uh, this is a very serious award show. Yeah, how the fuck did Mighty Ducks get in over, like, Rick and Morty? Some shows are better than others. <laughs> All right, Bob, let's take us home with our final category. The final category, the biggest and the most important category. Actually, this is more prestigious than an actual Oscar. It is the Big Movie Boys Bimbo Award for Best Movie. We're going to start with the honorable mentions, and there are way too many of them. <laughs> we have Cherry, The Many Saints of Newark, No Sudden Move, No Time to Die, Pig, the Power of the Dog. <laughs> you watched that one? Haven't heard of that. Uh, Red Notice and Riders of Justice. Let's do the same thing we did with the uh, the TV show honorable mentions. Red Notice was honorable what, mention. which one? Which one would you push through if you had to? I mean, we're running into a similar situation where there's like several movies in this honorable mentions list that are objectively better than all the movies that made the ballot. Unfortunately, you guys didn't watch Pig or The Power of the Dog or Riders of Justice. I've heard Riders of Justice is very good. Well, I got a shout out. My, my push through would be, probably most likely be Cherry or The Many Saints of Newark. I'm going to lean towards Cherry because I do love Tom Holland. Um, Stop naming movies now, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> that one. I haven't seen Many Saints of Newark, but I love The Sopranos, so I got to think I'd end up liking the movie. But I would also push through Cherry if I, if I had the vote, I guess. All Which right. I did have the vote, and I didn't choose to on push to, through On to the real guys, then. Let's, let's see it. Nominees for Best Movie are... A Quiet Place Part 2, Black Widow, Don't Look Up, Dune, F9, Ghostbusters Afterlife, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home, and The Suicide Squad. A fuck? That's what we came up with? There's some better movies. Way, way better movie. Who the fuck is Mitchell and the Machine? <laughs> Jeremy, who do you got? Probably Mitchell and the Machine, right? I mean, I put that one on there because it was good and we didn't have any animated movies. But uh, yeah, all the good movies were in the honorable mentions. But if I'm going to sift through the trash we have here, uh, Dune was really good. I liked that. I liked Black Widow most than, better than most people. F9, cinematic masterpiece. Uh, Shang-Chi was really good. I really enjoyed The Suicide Squad. Uh, ultimately, given this list, I was pretty much down to Dune or Spider-Man No Way Home. I ended up voting for Spider-Man No Way Home. I think they used uh, nostalgia and the previous iterations of Spider-Man in such a great way that it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel like, remember this Spider-Man villain? Remember these elements from the amazing Spider-Man movies? It felt motivated. I think it's the best use of uh, rehashing old properties that we've ever seen before. So... Because of that, I went with Spider-Man No Way Home. This category was really tough because there's not one movie that really jumps out at you as like, oh, that's the best movie. And I had some ones that I really enjoyed. A Quiet Place 2, Dune. F9 was just the most fun because we had a lot of fun with that movie. And uh, Spider-Man No we Way Home. We were drunk. We were, we were drunk. Yeah. We, I ate like three hot dogs <laughs> before that. We got pretty drunk. It was a wild that. time. <laughs> wild time to be I remember that one for a while. Yeah. That... that That'll be a fun one to, to look back on. I ended up going with 
Um, Kids will love that story. <laughs> I tried to take this one a little seriously, and I went with um, A Quiet Place 2. I really enjoyed it in the theater, and nothing really stuck out. Like, Dune maybe would have won it for me if I saw it in theaters, but, like, it kind of came down to, like, F9 and A Quiet Place 2 because those were the two movies that I saw in theater and Spider-Man No Way Home, but it's not my favorite because um, I can't go MCU, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I just went with A Quiet Place 2 because, you know, shout out to Buffalo. Yeah, for me, I really like The Quiet Place too. If if we did this ten uh, more times, yeah, I might I might be picking The Quiet Place. Don't look up. I just watched uh, last week. Really liked that a lot as well. Black Widow. I don't know what it's doing on here. Dune. Don't. Uh, Dune is probably good. I haven't seen it. I don't fucking know. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Don't even know how this was. It shouldn't even be on the honorable mentions. Uh, I didn't want to go through the other ones, honestly. Don't. F nine was fantastic. Truly, truly good. Shout out to my homie Bow Wow. <laughs> But that will be a, a, a shout out rescinded if you don't respond to my motherfucking DM, you piece of shit. Uh, but my, my vote's easy. It's for Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie doesn't even feel real to me. Sometimes I think about that I saw this in the theaters. I, as a huge fan of Spider-Man growing up, it's well documented. I've told you guys this story multiple times. The first time I heard the F word was after I saw the first Spider-Man when I leaped down my stairs. Stupidity was... Uh, I was full of stupidity as a child. I thought I had web shooters. I had just seen Spider-Man 1. It was 2001, the towers had just fallen, and I'm falling <laughs> I'm falling down my 12-set staircase in my parents' house, throwing up my web shooters at nothing, slamming into the bottom of the ground. My grand- really never heard this You've never heard this story? I, first time I heard the F word, I'll never forget it. It's 2001, like I said, the towers had just fallen. <laughs> no, I was so fucking stupid and such a dumb kid, I liked the first Spider-Man movie so much that I jumped down my staircase- you were Broke. six and genuinely thought your hands Yes, I, I was that stupid. It was also impressive. I made it all the way to the bottom. I was a very athletic kid. That's that's hard for a six-year-old to do that. Anyway, my grandfather yells, what the fuck? And it's stuck with me ever since. Uh, but I love Spider-Man. I even like the Andrew Garfield ones. And just and I love Tom Holland, obviously. But just the fact that they were all in the same movie together and that this thing exists, it doesn't feel real to me. Like, I, I, I think about it sometimes. And, like, I've seen it one time. I haven't been back to the theaters to see it again. But I'm like... Holy fucking shit. They put my favorite superhero, my favorite superhero movies, and they just said, let's put them all fucking together, Bob. And <laughs> I did. That's what they said. <laughs> That's what they said. Listen up, Bobby. And I called my grandfather and I said, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's, it's, like, it's like we grew up with Spider-Man, though. At least for me, that's how I feel with it. So it's easily, it's probably my favorite movie and I don't even think it exists. Like, I think about it, I'm like, is that movie real? Did I, did I come up with it in my imagination? No, I didn't. It's real, and it's probably going to win the best bimbo movie of all time. What a, what a fucking monologue that was. That was from the heart. Uh, it is the only movie I saw in theaters twice this year. Let's see if the Academy agrees with Bob's heartfelt speech. No oh, shit. They do. <laughs> The winner of best movie in a no-brainer motherfucking landslide. It is Spider-Man No Way Home. Only three movies got votes. Wow. Spider-Man A Quiet Place Part 2 came in second and Don't Look Up came in third. The only ones to get votes. How do you feel, Bob? You're taking home this one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you came up with the idea. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, boys. It's another bimbos in the bag. How do we feel? We'll see you in six months for the halvesies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I have no outro planned. There's no episode coming next week. So with that, 
we'll bid you a farewell and we'll see you when we see you. Go Bills.